Welcome to the show, you filthy little tool rag. It is time for the Three Count Podcast. With me, as always, is the Otis to my gable, Benny Hobden. Ben, what a freaking pay-per-view we just witnessed. Wow. Like, started high and just went up. Like, just, there was just, it was crazy. It crazy. Was, it was freaking awesome. Now, do yourself a favor, folks. I know you would have all seen it, but make sure you watch it. Watch it again. Yeah, watch it again. Now, we've got another jam-packed episode for you. Going to take you through all the highs and highs of Revolution and tell you uh, what we thought of each match. Plus, we'll go through all the latest news and we've got a great draft for you today. Going to draft our top three matches with color. Crimson so, uh, mask. Bring them gonna, on. It's going to be a bloodbath today. Make sure you follow uh-huh. us on the socials to see all of our drafts and get the heads up when new episodes drop at Three Count Pod on Twitter and Facebook, at Three Count Podcast on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Benny, before we get into Revolution, what is happening in the rounds of pro wrestling? Well, there's so many signings, so many belt changes. There's a lot going on. Where do you want to start, WWE? Let's start with WWE. So we've got a few new champs. Well, yeah, we've got a lot of new champs. Yeah, so uh, Finn, obviously, won the US title. Finn Balor, US champion. We've got Ricochet, new Intercontinental champion. Yes, uh, new tag champs, RK Bro. RK Bro, uh, the Raw so Tag well, Team Champs so well. again. <laughs> and uh, this little belt up here has uh, yeah. changed hands. Dolph, Dolph. Ziggler, the, the new NXT champion. Crazy. What a match that was too. Good triple threat match that was. And just did not expect that to happen. Like I did not see him winning that. No, no. So, I don't think I, anyone thought he was going to win that. Well, the crowd, look at the crowd's reactions. It was just like, yeah, perfect. We both did that perfect. <laughs> In unison, synchronized gosh face. Uh, yeah, crazy. Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's weird for WWE to change so many belts at once. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's leading into Mania. You know, they're setting up what's going to happen and stuff like that. Um, Intercontinental title, we thought it was going to be Knoxville versus Zayn. Now all of a sudden Ricochet's got it. So, like, where does that all go? Triple threat? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to the match. Maybe they're going to keep the belt away from uh, Knoxville. Mm, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, oh, hopefully we get like a, a six or an eight-man ladder match for the inter- Intercontinental title. Oh, there you go. Now we're talking. Yeah. Especially yeah. considering Ricochet's got the belt. You know what I mean? I like it. I yeah, like that'd it be, a lot. That'd be good. Now, speaking of mania, Stone Cold Steve Austin has accepted Kevin Owens' offer to appear on the KO show. Do you think we'll get a match out of this? Look, I, I'd love to. And the way Stone Cold's done, the way they've done it, we knew it was coming with all the Texas stuff and all that kind of thing. But he's going to go on the KO show. So it probably will start as, you know, just the KO show. And then it'll sort of all fall apart, go crazy. And then I don't know if we'll get a match, but we'll definitely get a couple of stunners. Did you see the video of uh, Stone Cold accepting? Yeah, I've seen it on Sports Center of all things. <laughs> him driving his his little RV thing through the desert. Yeah, when KO was doing that whole um like that whole spiel about how I could call out JBL, I could call out HBK. I didn't. I thought they were going to give us the biggest swerve, and he wasn't going to call out Stone Cold. But I couldn't <laughs> think who else was from Texas. I was like, if they just like we called out Booker T, and he goes, but you spent a whole time as uh, a tag team champion as Harlem Heat. Oh, like, that was a pretty good dig. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I thought they were going to swerve us and not say Stone Cold just because everybody was expecting it. 
Yeah. But it happened. Stone Cold responds. We're we're going, you know, game on. We've got Stone Cold at Mania. What more do you want? And now we've got a few more weeks. So I guess we'll we'll find out what Kevin Owens has in store for Do you think we'll see Stone Cold before Mania? I think so. You have to, right? There's a long time. Well, maybe not in ring. I don't know. Um, 20, 24 days now, 24 yeah. or five days now. So maybe not in ring, but maybe via video or something. Uh, yeah. So I feel like that's the attraction, right? To see him in person. Live. So, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, we will well, see. Well, I think they'll tease it. They'll tease Like KO will call him out, call him out, call him out. He won't come. The following week, he'll do a video package or something like that. Maybe we'll get all those Texas legends come out. One after the other. Yeah, yeah. He'll, do, he'll do JBL one week, HBK, Booker <laughs> T. He'll stun them all. And then Stone Cold will come out on the last roar or just give him the stunner and then game on. <laughs> game on. Now, uh, WWE Hall of Fame news, Vader is going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, big Van Vader. Uh, Leon White, God rest his soul, RIP. Um, he, he's deserved it. He, he was great. Like, you think back to the 90s, him and Shawn Michaels, uh, that, that little title run that, Michael's had where he was fighting for for the title against him. Um, and of course, his days in WCW were great as well. So, uh, and a lot of stuff in New Japan that he used to do and stuff like that. So, uh, well, not New Japan, but in Japan. So, yeah. um, he's a deserved. He should have yeah. been there a long time ago. Well, well deserved, Vader. Yeah. Um, now, Becky Lynch has picked up an injury at a house show. Uh, Bianca Belair has fractured her voice box. Yeah, it, is it a legit injury or is this just storyline? It's it's legit. So it was at it wasn't wasn't it a televised event? Yeah. Um, she must have landed on her or something, and Becky had to go in for surgery. She posted uh, a picture of her like just out of surgery. I seen she was in hospital. Yeah, um, but I, I wasn't sure. So yeah, so it looked pretty nasty. Apparently, she'll be back for Mania, but yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll have a few weeks without her while. Uh, She's gonna think... come out, come out with the cane voice box thing and try and talk with that or something like that. That'd be pretty funny. I hope so. so. <laughs> um, That'd be good. In more WrestleMania news, we're gonna have Pat McAfee take on Austin Theory. Um, which, which... We, you called, you, you called that a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah. So apparently Vince uh, will be uh, involved a lot more than we think. Okay. Um, he'll be in Austin Theory's corner apparently. So. Uh, whether we see him actually get in between the ropes or not, uh, you know, it's... He's, he's, geez, he's just so old now. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't get in the ropes. And I'm not even, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm under 40 and I wouldn't get in the ropes. So. But Vince is a specimen, you know. They, they keep talking about his, uh, you know, he, he's still a fit man and all this kind of stuff, but I just don't know. The dude runs on, like, two hours sleep a night. I, yeah. Well, I Triple know. H is similar, I think. Triple H does, like, 4 a.m. workouts and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Do, do we see Shane come out with uh, with Pat McAfee? I don't know. Well, uh, there was a report uh, that came out that the initial plans plans for Shane O'Mac at Mania were to take on Seth Rollins. Nice little segue there. That was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Seth. Great match. That would have been a fun match. Yeah. Because, you know, Seth likes to put his body on the line, as does Shane, and Seth could carry it. Shane doesn't need carrying, but, I mean, Seth could carry that. It kind of feels like because that didn't happen, there's not really much of a place for Seth at the moment. No, nothing at all. Uh, especially considering they didn't win the tag titles, him and KO. Yeah. And KO's gone on to something. Uh, you know, Seth did sort of have that little possibility that he could say, I still deserve a title shot because he never really lost. Yeah. But he lost to Roman at, at Madison Square Garden last weekend. Um, 
So that sort of squashes that. I know it was a house show, but it was very well publicized what it happened was. and stuff like that. So uh, being MSG, of course. Um, what does he do? Uh, if, he's not going to go for one of the smaller titles, you know, unless if they do throw him. If, imagine he's just in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or something like that. Oh, I want no. a slap in the face for, for Seth. Oh, no, poor Seth. Um, well, I'll segue into this. There's uh, no more uh, Cody Rhodes news. Yeah, well, it's just gone quiet. It has gone very quiet. Apparently, uh, they've hit a snag in negotiations with WWE. He has a guess. few offers out there. so They weren't giving him booking rights, so he said stuff that I'm not coming over. Tony Possibly. Khan, Tony Khan's just laughing his head off. Possibly. Um, well, let's move on to AEW news. And I've got four lines here of uh, people who are now all elite. All elite. Who do you think the biggest one is? Or are you just going to start with the first one? Um, Start with the first one. Okay. Uh, and possibly the biggest. Swerve Strickland. Um, possibly the biggest. Well, not the biggest, but possibly the one that they'll get the most out of. Yeah, yeah. The others the others are a little bit older. Um, so we've got Swerve Strickland's All Elite. He signed his contract at Revolution. Jeff Hardy is officially All Elite. His 90-day uh, non-compete ended and he showed up on Dynamite. The very uh, next day. The very next day. The very next ended. day. Uh, William Regal uh, showed up at the Revolution pay-per-view in the, the Mox Danielson match. And yeah. Paige Van Zant signed her contract at Dynamite today. Well, there you go. So plenty, plenty of new signings there. American for... top team just getting involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Speaking um, of American top team. We, we had a new chair, or we get into that later. <laughs> yeah, we, well, why not get into it? Scorpio Sky, new TNT champion. Yeah. Sammy, what happened? Yeah. Uh, and so in the match on Dynamite today, uh, I thought it was a legit uh, rib injury that yeah. uh, Sammy had. And, you know, Ty Conti was out there and, you know, telling him to stop the match. And But that's what made me, that's what made me realize uh, it wasn't legit. Because if it's a legit injury, they won't let somebody run out. No. You know what and I mean? They like, throw up the, they uh, throw up the X or whatever. Or like if he wanted to even continue, but they wouldn't let her run out. So that's how you knew straight away that it was going to be some sort of storyline. Yeah. So there you go. And obviously Paige Van Zant took her out as well. So Scorpio Sky, new TNT champion. Speaking of championships, there's a new AEW women's title belt. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker wore out at Revolution. Different. Different. I don't mind it. It looks... It looks very old, like it looks older, looks old yeah. school, but it's, very, it's bigger, obviously. It's like a very dark gold yeah. kind of looking thing. I like it. Yeah, I don't mind I'm, it. I'm all. a fan. Um, and lastly, for AW Miro, Miro. signed a new four year deal. Yeah. So, Where is he, though? We haven't seen him for a while, but we haven't seen him for a while. Maybe he'll spend four years just not doing <laughs> Another um, one of these. Oh, he might, might show up on Ring of Honor or something. Possibly. Well, I mean, this giant roster that they've got now, it kind of makes sense. Well, they know? have to, yeah. They've, yeah, it kind of works in Tony Khan's favor now. Um, and he's going to be taking the book as well for that, apparently. Which that, is that was my next line too. So he will be the Ring of Honor booker. So great minds. There you go. And lastly, uh, Tasha Steeles defeated Mickey James to become the new Impact Knockouts champion. Did see that? Um, did you see the the control your narrative boys had their? Uh, results over the weekend not really much uh obviously adam sure and ec3 they had their win. austin aries won as well um 
As for the rest of the names on the card, not really that big of a names. But, I mean, they're getting out there. They're trying. They're having a go. So, that's all, I reckon. Adam Scher came out and said uh, that an unnamed promotion was trying to get their Dallas show cancelled. Wow. There you go. So, interesting stuff for the Control Your Narrative crew. Now, Benny, let's get into it. It's time to go through the Revolution card. We'll, we'll Let me touch... bring up the notes. We'll, we'll touch quickly on uh, the buy-in. buy-in. Yeah. There was three good matches on the buy-in as well. Like We had uh, legit Layla Hirsch defeated Chris Statlander, which was a, a pretty good match. Yeah, she uh, uh, nice little uh, cheat cheat there at the end to win that. Yeah, using the, the kind of ring turnbuckle metal. Turnbuckle, yeah. yeah that was good. Uh, we had Hook in probably his longest match to date against QT Marshall. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but you know what's funny? I thought it was probably the it was my least favorite match on the bike. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Um, and then we got the House of Black uh, defeated the Death Triangle um, with that was Eric cool Redbeard. Yeah, Redbeard. Yeah, making his uh, making his appearance. That was a really good match, though. Yeah, like, absolutely. Couple of couple of crazy uh, crazy moves on the outside, even on the side of the ring apron and stuff like that. It was just it was very entertaining for what it was, you know, like being the buy-in and stuff, but yeah, I thought I really enjoyed it. AEW have done this great thing where every single match on that card feels important. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like there's anything that is, you know, that you don't, you shouldn't pay attention. There's no popcorn matches or, or anything like that. Like they've, they've made every match feel important and, you know, hats off to them because it's funny you say popcorn match. Cause I, I'm going to mention popcorn match a bit later on and nobody's going to like what I've got to say, but <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, you're right. There is, there really, there usually isn't, but, and this one wasn't either. We'll, I'll get to it, but I, I, I think I know where you but we'll get there. Now we start off, we kicked off with Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Uh, early on, Jericho got dropped on the top of his head. That looked bad. It looked looked like a, a nasty land uh, from the suplex. Saw a few code breakers, a lion salt, walls of Jericho, but uh, Kingston was able to withstand it all and end up Just ending the match by putting Jericho in the stretch plum submission. Um, and Jericho left and wouldn't shake Kingston's hand. He didn't even realize he won. That was the best part. And I thought they played that really well. Like um, like when she was saying, you've won, you've won. And he's like, what? what? Like ready to go again. And he's like, I won, I won. Like that was pretty cool the way he played that up. And then he's like, be a man, be a man, shake my hand. And nah, Jericho wouldn't do it. Wouldn't have a bar of it. What'd you which, rate it, Benny? Which you'd expect. I gave it a two two count. I gave it a two count as well. I thought it was a brilliant like, way to open the pay-per-view. Now, for me, like, I can't say, I can't really talk, but they didn't look like athletes out there, you know what I mean? Like, Jericho looks all right now, but I think, what did you text me? You said he looks like... Uh, I, I said, uh, I said, Eddie Kingston reminds me of, one of those jobbers they bring out when the NRL guys have like their first boxing match. Yeah, like he really some, did. Some 40, 40, 50 year old guy looks like straight out of the pub. Yeah. And, and that's what Kingston looked like. He honestly looked like that. He came out, he got the strap off and he just, he just looked like, you know, a, a guy straight out of the pub. That's a yeah. perfect way to describe it. And you know what? He'd probably say the same thing about himself. He's a street brawler. He loves it. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match. I gave it a two count. What did you get? I, I gave it a two count as well. I thought it was, was perfect for what it was and as for what's next well we saw it on dynamite jericho said he changed his mind wanted to shake kingston's hand but it was all a ruse no 2.0 and daniel garcia hit the ring to attack kingston yeah jericho ended up taking out santana and ortiz and hagar turned on the two 
So the inner circle, Dunskies. Gone, no more. Um, a new faction called the Jericho Appreciation, Jericho Appreciation Society. Society. <laughs> yeah. What's that? JAS. JAS. I think they can come up with something better than that. But JAS sounds all right, if, as long as you don't want to say what it is. Yeah. Can so, I just say as well, AEW, the king of factions. Oh, yeah. They like love every, a faction. Everybody's in a faction. Yeah. Well, you got, you got two guys, you're a faction. Yeah, well, speaking of which, we probably created a new faction on the pay-per-view as well. So, I mean... That we did. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Interesting. So, I mean, obviously, this feud isn't over. No, definitely not. Which will be good to see. We then Next had up. the... <laughs> we then had the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, Young Bucks. The alliance between the Bucks and Red Dragon was short-lived and the match had plenty of high-flying, exciting moments, as you'd expect with Jurassic Express and the Bucks. But in the end, Jungle Boy pinned Matt Jackson after a Thoracic Express. Uh, I gave it a two count. Is that all? I, to, to me, I didn't enjoy the whole Red Dragon and Young Bucks teaming up. Because yeah, okay. But I think that just gave narrative to the story. Triple threat match, it doesn't make sense. But it just gave narrative to the story that they're both meant to be part of the same team or whatever else. And and of course it was gonna they were gonna turn on each other and that's the way it was gonna go. Yeah. Um it, there were so many just great moments like throughout the whole match. Then Jungle and Boy is at another level. I was just gonna say that Jungle Boy just took the biggest beatings and then Luchasaurus had come in and just you know dominate here and there. But then he takes some massive bumps or he he'd do some crazy moves and then um, but I think it was uh, Bobby, what's his name? Bobby Fish on the outside at the beginning of the match. Just the camera was right next to him and you could hear everything he was saying. It was just brilliant. Like it was like he was commentating the match at one stage. And I, <laughs> it really gave more to the match. Um, so I, I actually loved it. I gave it a two and a half count. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So and, I mean, and, I, and almost more, almost more. Like I almost gave it more. I think I've probably been spoiled for Jurassic Express. Young Bucks matches. Yeah. Um, and in that I, I mean, it, it delivered, but I, I'm probably used to more and that's probably why it only got a two from me. Um, but I mean, yeah. let's, let's look at what's next. I mean, it looks like we're heading to a Bucks Red Dragon feud, right? Yeah. Well, you'd have to from there. And then obviously uh, the Jungle Express will go on to just fight a new challenger, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they defended their titles against the acclaimed on Dynamite. Which, um, yeah, that's deserved. Yeah, I like the acclaim. Same, same. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, but you'd have to think eventually we're going to get Danielson and Mox having a shot at the, the tag team titles, but we'll get to that. Oh, I just, I don't like that. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of it either, so I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. But let's move on. Well, Face- before, you, before you go there, did, did you notice though on Raw, we had to have a triple threat tag team match as well like it was just <laughs> yeah. were they not trying to just steal the thunder and it was like not even close no like it was still a good match it was actually still a good match but it just wasn't even close like obviously randy hit that massive rko on gable when he was going for the moonsault and stuff but i just wanted to throw that in there because it was just funny that we had i reckon <laughs> that was a scramble and they put that together and made that match what it was because of what we've seen on on revolution let's do our own one yeah <laughs> All right, moving on. The face of the revolution ladder match for a shot at the TNT title. Big time spot fest. Uh, yeah. Plenty of times we saw Hobbs, Lee and Wardlow kind of taking out the rest of the competition. Um, my favorite spot was probably Orange Cassidy. He's skinning the cat while hanging yeah. from the ladder. 
that was being held up by uh, Wardlow and Keith Lee and almost winning the match. But yeah, was Wardlow who, after showing an incredible vertical leap to jump up, up to, onto that ladder, up to the ladder from the ground, uh, yeah. he grabbed the brass ring and got the win. Um, yeah, it, it was it was an okay match. Spot fest is probably a good good thing to say, but um, I guess obviously the injury to Orange Cassidy. You know, Keith Lee just tossed him like no tomorrow. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know his own strength, that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then I just sort of... I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the match, to be honest. Uh, what, what, what rating did you give it? I gave it a one and a half count, and I think I'm being generous. I, I gave it to it just because it was fun. But sort of, it just... I don't know, just Wardlow... It just seemed like he was always going to win, and Keith Lee just seemed so boring to me out there. Yeah, that's fair. I gave it a two. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, can, can someone answer me? Anybody out there? Can someone answer me? Why, when somebody picks the ladder up and puts their head between it and starts spinning around, why do people run at them? <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> why? I've got an idea. He's got a ladder and he's spinning around. Let's run directly at him. I thought the same thing. And they, like, did, this is they didn't even execute it real good. You know what I mean? It, it just seemed like Hobbs ran into it real weird and he sort of fell and it. It just yeah, but. <laughs> It was fun. It was fun to watch. As a match, I sort of just was like, but, you know, 50%, one and a half count. Fair enough. As for what's next, uh, obviously Wardlow gets his shot at the TNT title. Uh, He came out and said he's free of MJF now on Dynamite. So that's where his sights are going to be set. Mm, Which we'll see coming up uh, in a couple of matches time. Yeah. So he sort of laid the foundation for that. Where does everybody else go? Is Keith Lee already a (laughs) mid-carder? Well, he's not, he's surely he's not down to dark yet. Well, um, he, he wouldn't be far off, to be honest. <laughs> well, hopefully, we get a bit more of Keith Lee, uh, you know, at least showcasing you know, his personality a little bit. Um, because yeah, we haven't really gotten much from him. No, nah, like he come, he came out and he sort of did that little dance and stuff before the match. And then in the match, he was just so deadpan, it was just sort of. Yeah, he, he sort of he killed me in that match. But that's kind of his character. He does seem a bit deadpan. Yeah, it just... But if they want to get him over, it just doesn't work. No, no, I agree. All right, moving on, Benny. We've got the TBS Championship match. Jade Cargill and Ty Conti. Jade came out... (laughs) Jade came out cosplaying her uh, Mortal Kombat namesake, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And, uh, yeah, kicked off the match by giving Ty a big smooch. Um, Ty got some offense in, but it wasn't enough. Cargill ended it with uh, her jaded finisher. I gave it a one and a half. Yeah, look, I gave it a one and a half as well. Um, I almost gave it a two just because of Anna Jay, but um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go for you know she kicked Anna Jay into the table and then Anna Jay hit her with the chair. That wasn't enough for Ty Conti to get over. Um, Ty did the the moonsault off the top. Uh, did the whole semi can't even say his name. Uh, the, I'm a little bit crazy, you know, and then jumped yep. off. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it was an okay match. I it, think yeah. I think we knew what was going to happen. I think it was good for Jade to kind of get this uh, a bit more of a longer match, you know. It was. Um, it would have been a longest match. She's been there for less than a year. So, I mean, taking like Ty Conti, it's, yeah. Taking some bumps and, you know, kind of trying to pull, pull a, a proper match together. So, I think it was probably really good for her. Um, as for what's next, what do they do with Jade Cargill from here, Benny? Uh, who, who's who's going to face her? Like, I mean... There's plenty of women out there, but I mean, you've got like, like Hirsch is now going up against 
uh, Brit. Um, that's Thunder Rosa. Oh, Thunder Rosa. Sorry, yeah, and the, yeah, that's right. And then Thunder Rosa will win that. Um, who else is there? Uh, I think they need to sign someone. I, oh. I don't. I just don't think there's anyone on the on the roster Ruby's, right Ruby's now. Ruby's still there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, that's probably fair. Ruby would probably be a good shake. Uh, I mean, they can't they can't have her and Baker yet. Um, no. But yeah, I just Nia Jax. Hey. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. There you go. We're, she's we're... too she's too busy making TikToks with Mojo. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and as for Tyre, obviously we saw Paige Van Sant get in her face and attack her on Dynamite. So, looks like that'll be Paige Van Sant's first match. Yeah, well, Ty will be able to carry that match a little bit because, as yeah. you said, Paige is very green. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see where they where that goes, uh, but it'll be fun. Absolutely. Because they'll, they'll probably do a they'll probably do a mixed tag match as well, won't they? I would think so. Yeah. Like that that would make sense as well. Yeah. Um, moving on, Benny. The one all the marks are looking forward to the dog collar match: MJF and CM Punk. What a bloody and brutal match, as we like to say. Uh, in-ring brutal. St- in-ring storytelling at its best, I think. Yeah. MJ swerved, uh, MJF swerved the crowd by having Punk's music hit right before he came out. That was cool. And then when it was time for Punk to come out, he came out to his old Ring of Honor music, the AFI uh, song, and his gear was reminiscent of his old Ring of Honor gear. Yeah. Crowd uh, pop for that. Yeah, yeah. They popped hard. Now, MJF kind of started the match brutalizing Punk, grabbed the mic, and said the old man should quit, to which Punk said, eat shit, Max. <laughs> um, Punk got the upper hand for a bit. MJF brought some thumbtacks into the ring. Um, they both went uh, into them with a superplex. Uh, then Wardlow made his way down after being called out by MJF and trying to find the dynamite diamond ring. Couldn't find, find it. it. So, oh, I've forgotten it. Uh, the distraction, Punk hit the GTS and... Wardlow managed to find the ring and just leave it on the apron for Punk to use. And he did, and he got the three count. Yeah. Brilliant match. Brilliant match. Great, as you said, great storytelling. Yeah. Um, even they even made like they even made it work when they got the chain caught up in between the ropes. And like MJF couldn't figure out if he had to go over the rope, under the rope. Yeah. Like, so he jumped in and out like three times and stuff like yeah. that. But obviously Shivani just covered that up beautifully, you know. Like I thought him and him and the and JR actually didn't stuff up as much as what I thought they would. You know, like usually they sort of make too many mistakes with that kind of fast paced stuff, but they didn't. Um, there was and- some great stuff like at the start where MJF, you know, he's got the heel mentality of, all right, I'm going to get out of the ring. Um, yeah. And then, oh shit, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. I gave it a three count. Oh. Like I wow. said, in-ring storytelling at its best, old school match. Um, I loved it. Dylan, Dave, Meltzer, Chambers. What have you done there? <laughs> Surprised you didn't give it a four count. <laughs> um, I gave it, well, I gave it two and three quarter count. You know, like I'm giving quarters now because I can't, it's too hard to give it three. I'm going to be liberal with my threes. It's the only oh. three on the card for me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, that's the highest I went to, but two and three quarters for me. Uh, maybe even two and six to eights. I'll, yeah. I'll round it, you know. But um, yeah, same. Let's go. It was brilliant. Absolutely crack. Where do up. they go? Um, well, I mean, we've got Wardlow turning face now. 
Um, so <laughs> he already like, was though. Like he already was. <laughs> he already was. So it looks like we're building to an MJF Wardlow kind of feud. Here's my thoughts, Benny. We I talked think, about this before, and you said I'm saving it for the pod. So I think it. MJF is going to cost Wardlow the TNT title. Makes sense. I Once think, you said that, that popped into my head. As I, I said to you, Scorpio's only got a one-week title reign. That's it. And I, I think, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. As for Punk, I don't, is it time to put him in the title picture? Could be. Do we, do we give it more time? Uh, I mean, they've got to do it at some point. How long has he been back for now? Six months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, that match was just knock down, drag him out. Long match, you know, he can he can go. Yeah. He can go again. So put him in the title picture, I say. Bring back Miro, him and Miro. Yeah, that, that could be a pretty good rivalry. So yeah. we will see what Punk wants to do. Um, yeah, whatever then, he wants, he does. Whatever, whatever he wants, Tony Khan will make it happen. Uh, we then had the AEW Women's World Championship match, Britt Baker, DMD, and Thunder Rosa. Baker kind of seemed to step ahead of Rosa for most of the match. She had Revel and Hater distracting the referee. She was pinned. She was tapping out, but uh, you know, too many distractions. Rosa went outside to take out Revel and Hater, and when she slid back into the ring, she was hit with a stomp, and Baker got the three count. Yeah, stomp on the title as well. There, it's like that was pretty pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, just just heel work at its best, really. I guess the numbers the numbers add up and. And that's just what she does, you know. Absolutely. But Britt does it. Brit does it so well. And we hope if you listen to our preview, you all jumped on the uh, Britt Baker to retain uh, money train because uh, gamble responsibly. But I'm not going to lie, I did. Uh, I did jump on. That as, price was just too good. As did I. As did I. So uh, yes, Britt Baker retaining. I gave it a one and a half count. Uh, let me have a look here. Yeah, I gave it a one and a half count as well. I thought it was okay. It did what it was meant to do. I mean, obviously, they've had cracking matches before. They have, and it's hard to live up to that. It is, it is. So, uh, as for what's next, you know, Rosa beat Layla Hirsch uh, to get another shot at the title. It's going to be in San Antonio, her hometown, hometown inside a steel cage. So, yeah, to to keep my what did she say on uh, to keep to keep my my girls out and to keep your hometown crowd in or something like that yeah. she said in her little promo so uh i think uh, you you think thunder rose is going to win don't you yeah i think thunder rose is going to win i think brit still holds on okay i don't think it's time to pull the pull the trigger on brit just yet i guess we'll see what sports bet has to say <laughs> sports bet sponsor us <laughs> moving on uh we had singles match between brian danielson and john moxley yeah, a great mix of brawling, wrestling, and hard-hitting moves in this one. Benny, yo, you think this is a popcorn match? I just, you know what it was? It wasn't a popcorn match. It was just the crowd weren't up for it as much as I would like. They were a bit it, flat. Do you know like why? We'd, we'd been going for so long. <laughs> They'd been there for about six hours already. Exactly. This is what I mean. Like, the crowd would just, and, and I understand why they put the next match before the main event, because it, well, it's a spot fest, and we'll talk about that. But and you thought I was going to say the next match was the popcorn match, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. But this one, it wasn't a popcorn match. But I just meant in the sense that it was just, it just felt flat. It did yeah. feel flat. Like I was into it, but I, I could just sort of, 
it was they'd been there for too long. They just needed something. And and the way that these two go at it, you know, Brian Danielson with his just his his slow mat work and just these counters and all that kind of stuff. Just it, and then Mox just couldn't get over. It just sort of it just felt a bit flat for me. Yeah, no, I I can understand that. Yeah, you know, I still gave it a two count, just so you know. Like I gave it a two count, but I mean, okay, well, gave it two and a half. So basically, uh, Mox ended up rolling Danielson up uh, after Danielson had him in the triangle, so he got the pin. And the two then brawled after the match until William Regal came out and made his AEW debut. Slapped both men, head-butted Mox. Had the, a whole had bunch the blood, of blood had on his face. Mox's blood all over his face. Um, and demanded they shake hands. So, yeah. Uh, I gave it a two and a half count. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was, you would. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, it, look, it was. It was. It just, as I said, it just sort of couldn't, couldn't I couldn't get to that that top, you know, I couldn't get to the finish. It was the crowd that took it away for you. It was, they were flat. Yeah. That, that sort of ruined me, you know, because yeah. I do, like if I was there, I would have sort of felt flat as well. Like I, I sort of feel off the crowd when I watch it and stuff. Like I always watch it really loud for the crowd reactions and stuff like that as well with the speakers turned up just so I can get that feel. Like if that makes sense, I know that's sad. Yeah. You got to feel like you're there. We, we can't be there right now, but I mean. It's a, it's a long night of wrestling. That's some of us good. might be there soon, but I mean. Some of us may well be. Uh, so Regals brought these two together. They had their first tag match on Dynamite. I assume they're going to run their way through the tag team division until they either turn on each other or get a shot at the titles. Mox and Danielson managed by Regal. Yeah. That's that's pretty pretty Classic. cool. And Regal, Regal had a promo on Dynamite, which was really good. You know, it was really heartfelt. Talking about, uh, basically talking to Tony Schiavone, saying, you know, you took a chance on me and you really helped me out, you know, when I first came over here and I really appreciate it. There was tears in his eyes. He was saying, look, Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. Um, the best, one of the best ever. And, you know, uh, Mox is, you know, one of the craziest ever. So it's a perfect match. And so, yeah. So I wonder what their little stable will be called. <laughs> I did read somewhere. Somebody wrote, uh, can somebody go and check on triple H for me, please? Like, it's just like, <laughs> He's just lost everything now. Like Regal's <laughs> over there now managing those two. So it's pretty funny. Uh, next up on the card, we had the trios match, uh, the Andrade Hardy family office uh, against Sting, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Uh, pretty chaotic match, which just had some incredible moments. Yeah. Sammy hit Isaiah Cassidy with Spanish a Spanish fly, fly from Ooh, the, top the, of table. The, the top of the entranceway onto two tables. Oh, that was crazy. That was like, crazy. They didn't move for a while either. I was like, oh, that's not good. No. And then we had 62-year-old Sting. How old? 62. Right. Uh, I believe he's 63 now. But uh, Wow. Yeah, jumping off a balcony onto Andrade and three tables. Did you see, though, he missed, like, he landed on top of him, but then his head hit that furthest table, like... I reckon he has to have a concussion from that. Like, because I rewound it a couple of times and his head fully hits that table. I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, uh, so after after all that happened, uh, Alan ended up hitting the Scorpion Death Trough and then a bit of a dubious coffin drop on uh on Hardy yeah, for the win. Hardy was trying to get out of the way. Yeah, it looked like he didn't, didn't even get out of the way. He got him like he got his shoulder on his knee, if anything. Yeah. Like they should have just like rolled it up and tried again you know what i mean like oh he rolled out of the way so i try again like yeah. it just i don't know maybe they're short for time or well, it went for six it, hours it so didn't it didn't they weren't, but no it was it was a very poor ending 
to a chaotic, that's a good word, chaotic match. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it was what it was. Exactly. It was what it was. I gave it a one and a half because it was what it was. Yeah, I gave it a one and a half as well, just for the, the brutality and the and the fun of what it was. Yeah, that's right. Now, as for what's <laughs> next, uh, we had Matt Hardy voted out of the AHFO by Andrade and Private Party. They put a beat down on him. Sting and Darby hit the ring, and then we had the familiar sound of Jeff Hardy's music, which uh, yeah. I guess is not owned by WWE. Um, Must have been, no. And uh, Jeff Hardy well, well, reunited. Just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They re- reunited with his brother to fend off the Andrade family office now, I guess. Um, Maybe. But one thing I can see is, do we see the Hardys against Allen and Sting? Well, that's what it looked like after the match, didn't it? I mean... Well, not match, but like what after the face-off. Yeah, I mean, Jeff was the original Daredevil, right? So it, it would make well, do sense. We, do we see Darby versus Willow? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll still they'll have a bit of time where they take on this Andrade group. Um, There'll be a four, eight man, you know, yeah. Darby and Sting will join them, I guess. Yeah. That's just what Darby and Sting do at the moment. <laughs> they just join in somewhere and make their presence felt. Now, yeah. last match on the card, the AEW World Championship match, Adam Page, Adam Cole. Um Really fun match, back and forth, big moves, in cold, including uh, Cole hitting Paige with that Panama Sunrise on the floor. I text you straight away when I seen it. I was like, <laughs> Panama Sunrise the outside. Wow. like Looks pretty yeah. cool. Red Dragon made their way to the ring to allow Cole to hit a low blow. They were chased off by Dark Order. After about a million super kicks from both men, <laughs> Paige ended what up I wrote. Uh, getting... Super kick central. Super kick part A. Um, and Paige ended up getting the win after a second buckshot lariat. Um, I thought it was a cracking match. It was. It was a great match. It was and, a great and match. You, you were saying that the crowd weren't into it for uh, Mox and Danielson. They got into it for this one. Complete opposite, yeah. yeah. Complete flip um, side for that one. Even, they, what, to the point, like? even to the point where I was like, okay, we get it. Their names are both Adam. Like, Yeah, but it was like... Let's go, Adam. Adam sucks or whatever it yeah. was. Like it was just there, there was some cracking ones in there. Yeah, it, it was good. It was uh, as you said, the crowd did really pop for that one. Yeah. It was a great match. Um, they they both got everything in that they wanted to get in. You know what I mean? Even to like the end where he took off his belt and like strapped him to the top rope and uh, like reminiscent out. of last week and yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. yeah. What you what you rate it, Benny? Um, I gave it a two and a half count. Yeah. I gave it two and three quarters. Oh, you're giving out the three quarters now as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have that written down here. Like it, it was a, it was a cracking match. Really enjoyed. And I, yeah. I just had in my head, I thought maybe Cole will win this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, obviously didn't. I didn't think he was ever going to win. Obviously didn't, but he, he will win eventually. But Cole challenged uh, Paige to a trios match uh, after he successfully defended his title against Dante Martin on Dynamite. He alluded that the Bucks were going to be his partners. They said they didn't want to take on Paige, and Cole said he meant Red Dragon anyway. Um, so we've got, <laughs> we've got Cole and Red Dragon are going to take on Paige and Jurassic Express next week, I believe. So I guess they all their hands are full. So I feel like we're going to see Cole and Paige again. One more time, run it back. One more time, run it back. 
And that is it for our recap of the Revolution card. What a pay-per-view, though. What, what an absolutely cracking pay-per-view. It was long, but I enjoyed almost every minute of it. Yeah, I agree. Absolute cracker. Now, it's that time, Benny. It's time for the three-count draft. You know, all the blood that was shed at Revolution. And hell, even Brock Lesnar got some color at MSG this week. Yeah, uh, we thought we'd draft our top three matches with color, top three bloodbaths, and Benny, you get to draft first this week. Now, I did have an outright number one pick, but because I can see your shirt, I feel like I want to steal <laughs> what your number one pick would be. Well, yeah. But I'm going to go with, with my number one pick because it's one of my all-time favorite matches of all, uh, as I said, all time. I think, uh, to, to be honest, I think this is the clear 101, which you're picking right now. WrestleMania, Bret Hart, Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. Uh, there wasn't, like, it wasn't a crazy amount of colour. but and, and they weren't even meant to get colour in that match. But Bret said, you need to get colour to Stone Cold. Stone Cold was worried about getting colour in this match. Uh, there's been plenty of uh, documentaries about it, plenty of interviews about it. If you haven't seen any, go and do yourself a favour and go and watch the match. The double turn, you know, Brett, like it just, Brett becomes a heel and Austin that just catap- get ready to catapult him into what he becomes. Uh, and then he locks him in the, you know, into the, what do you call it? Can't even think of what Brett's Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter, that's it. Mental blank. It's a it's- long night. It's, it's 11.30 at night, just so you know, guys. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, obviously Stone Cold's just trying to press up, passes out with that crimson mask. They zoom in on it. Iconic picture. It is an iconic moment. Yeah, that's absolutely for me number one. Number one. Okay, well, I will take uh, this guy right here, Triple H and Cactus Jack uh, in the Hell in a Cell, No Way Out. Two. No three. way out. Yeah. Thought that was what you were going to do. Uh, what a brutal match that was. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can't have this this uh, draft and not have Mick Foley in it somewhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Well, my next one, I've got a few here, um, but I think it's, it's a pretty iconic match. I'm going to take SummerSlam 2005, Hogan and HBK. Okay. Yeah. Hogan just, you know, with that blonde hair, but obviously Rick did it best. You know, Rick, Rick used to just bleed, but Hogan, Hogan did a blade job and just, he bled. <laughs> You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like he was, he was just bleeding like no tomorrow. Uh, it, it was a pretty bloody blade job and I loved it. So that's what I'm going with number two. Absolutely. Um, oh, this is tough. Oh, there's so many good options out there. I feel like three is not enough. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go with my boy and your boy. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, uh, Royal Rumble 2004, last man standing match. Yeah, crazy match. That was a lot of blood. Yeah, a lot of blood. Oh, all right. I'm... So I only had one AEW pick on here, and I feel like I'm going to use it just because we did talk about it a lot, and I still can't get over the match, to be honest. And I'm going to go for the, the women's street fight match. Ty Conti and Annie J versus uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny. Okay. That was brutal. Like, just for who they were, what they did in that match, you did not expect that. You did not see that coming. And just 
that was a lot of color, especially for a women's match. So I give that them was, props for that. That was a lot of color. Now I am uh, tossing up because I had one AEW match too, but it's not that one. Actually, no, I had two AEW uh, matches, but there are just some classics which are just so hard to. Uh, man, I wish we had more picks. Okay. Hey, you chose three. I know, I know. We are the I three count three. podcast, so I mean, three makes sense. And uh, and we want you all to, to have your say on what you think is are some of the best matches with colour. Um, I think I'm going to take another Hell in a Cell match. Can I have a guess? You can. 2002? Yeah. Take a Lesnar? Take a Lesnar. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my other pick. I was tossing up between the AEW women's match and that one. Yeah. It looked like it looked like Undertaker hit an artery in that match. Yeah, there was so much blood. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have any honourable mentions, Benny? Uh, I'll just. I'm thinking of a couple like just now. Uh, Undertaker Triple H WrestleMania 17 was that. Yeah. That was pretty brutal. That was a lot of blood. Um, Randy Orton Brock Lesnar SummerSlam. Yeah. When that, he, he cut him open hard style with the elbows. Was, that was. Uh, I was maybe going to take that with my last pick. Uh, yeah. So I remember, I mean, it was it was a work, but it just looked so real and so brutal. Yeah. I love that one. That was that was good. Um, what else have I got here? I've got a few. Have you got any honorables? Yeah, I got uh, Flair and Triple H, uh, Taboo yeah. Tuesday in the stiff yeah. cage. That was for oh, the IC title, wasn't it? I think so. But yeah. whenever Flair bleeds, it looks better because it all goes As through. As I said, that white hair. all goes yeah. through the white hair. Um, Undertaker HBK at Bad Blood yeah. in uh, 97. I had. Um, uh, I, I didn't have it. I was one of the ones I looked at was uh, Eddie Guerrero on JBL in 2004, No Way Out. Yeah. That was, Eddie, that was a Eddie, lot of blood. Eddie hit an artery. Yeah. Oh, he actually hit an artery. He, he bladed and hit an artery. Um, wow. And was just bleeding everywhere. Um, I had uh, HBK and Chris Jericho at uh, the Great America Bash in 2008. Now, this was the match that got blading banned in WWE. There you go. Shawn Michaels bladed and was just bleeding everywhere and they ended up banning it. Um, the, when we said we we're going to do a blade, well, not like a crimson mask, but the first person I thought thought of was Abdullah the Butcher for some reason. I was just like, I thought I was going to have to pick one of his, but uh, he was always, did you see the scars on that man's head? Yeah. He, and Carlos Colon as well. Like they just got the, just the old school the, 80s wrestlers, man. They just. Crazy they scars. Bled like um, no tomorrow. But AEW, I had uh, the Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Match, oh yeah. Double or nothing. That was that, crazy. That was a lot of blood. Yeah. Um, and one that probably didn't have that much blood uh, when you look at some of the other stuff we've drafted, um, but probably one of the best matches I've ever seen, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks at All Out uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they ripped the masks and the Lucha Bros were both bleeding. And, yeah, that um, was good. That was an absolute classic. And then the last one I had on here was, I almost took this for the last pick too, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. The yeah. IWA King of the Death match, 1995. That, I did see that on my list as I was scrolling, like looking for a couple of matches. Uh, yeah. Just anything with Cactus Jack, though, of course. And Terry Funk, they were, they were, they were brutal. Yeah. Good old Chainsaw Charlie. Okay. Chainsaw so, Charlie. 
Benny, you have uh, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13, Hogan, HBK, SummerSlam 2005, uh, Ty Conti, Anna Jay, Bunny, and Penelope Ford's Ford Street Fight. Uh, was it Dynamite? Mm, can't remember. Hang I think on. it was got it written here somewhere. Uh, um, that was a rampage. AW rampage. It was, it was a rampage. Yeah. Uh, and then I have year. Triple H, Cactus Jack, uh, Helen SL, No Way Out 2000, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Last Man Standing, Royal Rumble 2004, and Lesnar and The Undertaker, Helen SL, No Mercy 2002. A lot of blood in our picks there, Benny. Yeah, definitely. And let us know what you guys think. What do, you, what do you got? Let us know on the socials and, and fire us up or in the comments on YouTube, whatever. We want to hear it. Absolutely. Benny, that's it for this week. We got there, mate. It's, uh, it's been a long week. I've been away last week. I had a wedding to go to. And then my mum's birthday today. Happy birthday, mum. My birthday this weekend. So it's been a big week. And catching up on six hours of wrestling isn't easy. Plus Raw, plus, you know, Dynamite, Rampage. There's a lot out there. <laughs> so, There's a lot to watch. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, we're going to preview the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. Uh, as always, uh, we'll post the drive, draft to the socials. Let us know what bloody match is your favourite. Benny, once again, thank you for your time. Pleasure, as always, Dill. And we'll see you again next time on the Three Count Podcast.